Oh, don't that mean, Sean? Hey, there we go. Oh, was that somebody calling you or is that an alarm to let you know we are live, Fish? Live, baby. We, we are live. All right, we're going to take you right to the strip with one of the top performers in Sin City. Michael Shapiro of Reckless in Vegas joins us again. Hardline has some NHL and NBA bets to up your take, along with a look at a controversial and inspiring boxing match. Plus, how about that derby? Heidi's Hollywood is binging a 90s classic that is also a reboot that included one of our past guests, Richard Kine. Schmuck of the week and who's got the swag is going to be here. And uh, it might be one and the same, kind of a, uh, as Fish would say, a hard fact. Plus, Fish and I explore the first month plus of MLB, strange fan viewing habits, and our top five ESPN personalities of all time. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Daily Fish. John Daly here with Eric Snyder, a.k.a. Fish. We're coast to coast coming to you from Las Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We talk sports and entertainment and everything in between. And Fish, we do like nobody else does, right? Well, we do. We're everywhere, you know, on the platforms, and we try to, try to keep it. Look, people say to me, you watch a show because everyone else on your show is professional and you're an idiot. So, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we someone someone said we changed our name to the Daily Dish. I don't know. What do you think? That wouldn't be a bad idea. But the only thing, and I, I like the fish because, you know, because something is fishy most of the time when you're on here. So I think that works. Thank you. All right, <laughs> All right, folks, questions or comments, drop it in the chat box. Or if you're not watching us live, email us at dailyfish, the number one at gmail.com, I should say. Time now for the daily grind. Here's what we're grinding on. We are 30 games into the Major League Baseball season, less than 20% done. So it is still early. But, Fish, what do you like? What do you despise so far? What I like is I bet the Orioles went over 60 games, and, and I'm, I'm on pace because your Red Sox are so bad, sorry, that <laughs> they just, if they could split with the Red Sox the rest of the season, I'm going to win my bet. I like that. What I, 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 like, I, I, don't like, I like the fact that Shohei Otani is off to a pace that he had last year. I like some of the run production in some of these teams. What I don't like uh, is they don't market their sport well. The games are too long. The Reds are, what, 4-23? and 23? This is Cincinnati Reds. We had Doug Flynn and we had Johnny Bench on. This is the big red machine. They might be out of it by the – they might be 25 games out by the All-Star break. All right? Yeah. And the last thing I'll say, the attendance in some cities is atrocious. Oakland's averaging 2,800 fans a game. John, I told you, it's a great joke. Daly and I went to an A's game last week. We got so close to the dugout that the manager asked us to play. That's how bad the attendance is there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, Diamondbacks, 18,000 in Arizona for their home opener. We got We always try and fix this sport, John. I don't know if we can. I would agree with you. All right, let me go through mine because I like the Angels too. They look dominant throughout the whole lineup. Uh, by the way, as you said, they have Trout and Shohei there. Uh, my other likes are the Mets and the Yanks. Now, that's coming from a Red Sox fan. Uh, both are off to great starts. What I despise, as you said, was my Red Sox. That bullpen has blown 10 saves in the first 29 games. Now, get this. For the Red Sox to get to 95 wins, they would need to win two out of three of every remaining games. They have no closer, and too many of their stars are not getting the contracts or the long-term deals that they want to stay with Boston. They look like a team in flux. Now, what I despise, I think the weather. And you got to look over the next three weeks, because the weather's been so bad, the Yankees have no days off. They play 23 games in 22 days. Um, you're going to see a lot of minor league call-ups. Uh, also, the ratings are not good. Baseball ratings are not good at all. The sleeper team for me, though, and I want to throw this in there, is the Milwaukee Brewers. No one's talking about them. They're leading the NL Central, and they're hitting and scoring runs this year, something they didn't do last year. So it's really interesting, and uh, hopefully we're not boring everybody by talking about baseball fish. Well, I, I, Sandy Koufax sent this to me. Remember Sandy Koufax, the legend that was at the Absolutely. Dodgers? who was at Dodgers Stadium throughout the first pitch. Look what he put there. This is great. This is what the, the Dodgers. <laughs> <coughs> Somehow I think that was photoshopped. <laughs> That's our beautiful. baseball take. All right. It's beautiful. All right. Next on the grind. Have you noticed that individual sporting events are more popular than the actual event. Fish, give us yours. 
Well, Hardison said, Hardison made a comment to us when we were in the rehearsal, and he said, Fish, are you going to take Thursday night off because of the schedule release show in the NFL and the NFL Network? That'll be higher rated than any Major League Baseball game this season. I know baseball fans, they can't stand it. Daniel Stern, the old commissioner of the NBA, and present commissioner Adam Silver can't stand it that the NFL draft dwarfs any NBA game. The first time the NFL draft dwarfs any NBA game in its history. Same with hockey, okay? Stan Kasten, I'm not be long later, John, but Stan Kasten was interviewed on Major League Baseball Network because the Dodgers host the All-Star game. And all he talked about was the home run derby, okay? When you have to have events that are more popular than your sports, you're in trouble. What do you think? I agree. And to me, the, the biggest one is the home run derby. Uh, the three-point contest and the dunk contest for the NBA is the same thing, too. So I, I agree. And uh, unfortunately, I think our attentions are just going elsewhere. And the games that you and I grew up on, just aren't getting the uh, the recognition from uh, from younger folks and people people have busy lives they don't have enough time to do four hour baseball games so I agree hopefully they're they're going to change things in the next couple of years uh, they keep talking about it and we keep telling them about it but uh, we'll see all right and finally on the grind our top five ESPN talents of all time fish you and I got our own list you go first I'm gonna go with duo first number five I'm gonna put Woody Page. And Skip Bayless, your buddy Jay Crawford hosted a show called Cold Pizza back in 2000. They had a thing called First Take, and it's blown up into this this mega segment with Stephen A. Smith is now taking over, and it's made him, you know, a, a household name. So that's my five. Number four is Tom Meese. If you don't remember when, it, if you don't remember yesterday when they first started, Tom Meese was one of the faces of, and unfortunately he drowned in a, in a in a in a barbecue. But one of the great voices of hockey. Okay, number three is Pete Axtell. Remember, he used to get drunk and be on the set of the NFL <laughs> at the pregame show. Nice. personalities, right? Number two, I love Dan Patrick because he was the incessant name dropper. Remember when Howard Cosell would say, I had lunch with everybody? Which time Dan Patrick came on the set of, of Sports Center? He's like, You know, I had lunch with the breakfast with today? And Keith Oman go, uh, Who, Dan? Who? <laughs> Rona Barrett? And number one, I know you have uh, – this is my number one guy, Stuart Scott. I, I just love Stuart Scott. I think his, his mannerisms and what he did for that network, all his little soliloquies that he had, his metaphors, it's a shame he's left us, but that's my five. I agree with you, uh, on certainly on Stuart. Let me start with mine. Number five for me was Peter Gammons. Now, he's not on ESPN anymore, but to me, his baseball insight was second to none. I loved him when he was on ESPN. Number four is Doris Burke, who covers the NBA. Yes, it's a bit of a homer for me since Doris is a PC friar like me. She was a former player there at Providence. I love the way she calls games. Uh, number three, Linda Cohen, talented, knows so much about so many sports and just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Number two is Linda's and my golfing buddy, the late Stuart Scott, as you just mentioned, Fish. Uh, I miss him on the air. He was as entertaining and nice at events, having dinner with as he was on air. So I, I miss him terribly. And he was as cool as the other side of the pillow. And my number one yeah. is Chris Berman. He made ESPN. He was ESPN, especially once it got going in the 80s and the 90s. He was really the heart and soul of that network. Uh, he's also a mensch to be around, as funny and personable as person as he is on the air. And uh, I'm glad at least he's back on on Sunday nights. And uh, he was just just a great guy. I always enjoyed being around him. Any anything anything else to add to that, Fish? You used the word mensch. I love it. Yeah, I'm rubbing off on you. You know, Richard no, sure. would say, "Oi, well, you'll you'll learn." You know, you remember Tony Kornheiser, another great. He got he got yeah. suspended because he said that Linda Cohn had six toes and he was sexually interested in that. He got suspended for a week. That I, I think anyone that has six toes is sexually appealing. You get, well, you get suspended for that, but that's, isn't it amazing? You know Linda Cohn, she watches, she's going to say, oh my God, where did this idiot come up with that? Because I like six toes on a woman. <laughs> that's what's going to get her on the show. We're going to try to get her here, that's for sure. All right, and that, folks, is The Daily Grind. Love having you with us. Daily Fish is live on Facebook at daily.fish.5 on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Watch us also on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. You can check us out on YouTube and also Wingding TV and listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. 
All right, time now for the Daily Fish Hardlines. John Hardison has the podcast, The Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting, and he's with us here every week. Hardline, welcome back, buddy. Let's start with the NBA. Bucks and Celts, a great series. They go again in about an hour. Bucks are home, leading two to one. Who are you picking tonight? I'm I'm sticking with the same pick I had on Saturday, even though they got I feel like they got robbed. I'm going with your Celtics. I mean, they what a great back and forth matchup. I think they need this game tonight to stay alive. Uh, you don't want to go down to the Milwaukee Bucks 3-1, especially with uh with how good this is. I'm actually taking the under. I think you're gonna see a lot of defense this game under 213 and a half. Uh, a lot of the other two games have gone under. It's just been a lot of back and forth, uh, a lot of living at the line. The one prop I do love for this game is who gets the first basket, and I'm taking Greek Freak at plus 420. I think wow, they're going to play them early and try to get it moving. Wow. Real quick, did you think that was a bad call, uh, on the, a, a no call on the three-pointer, alleged three-pointer? You know what? It, if there was more time on the clock, I probably would say it was a bad, bad call. But when you're at that little bit of time left, they just let them play it out. Whatever happens is going to happen unless there's something really egregious. So I understand why the refs made that call. I, I don't like it, but I understand why they made it. So it's a good no call. Let the boys play. My love of the Bay Area, the Grizzlies are like, and the Warriors are like Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed. There's allegations, there's injuries, and it's been a great series. Who do you like? Man, you know what? I love this game. This takes me back to, to late 90s, early 2000s basketball. They're chippy. They're talking to one another. Uh, you know, a bit of a homer. I love Draymond Green. I've loved him since he was at Michigan State. I love the energy. You guys don't like me. Well, I'll flick you off and, and keep it going. I'll take the fine. Keep it coming. You know, my, my friends will take care of the fines for me as long as we keep moving up. Uh, you know, I got something I'm thinking about too, Fish. You know, But, uh, but you know what? I, I love this game. Um I'm going to take the over today at 223. I mean, Golden State just demolished them on Saturday night, and that was a statement game. That really was a, if you want to come play with the best, we are the best, and, and don't forget that, even though, you know, we've had injuries the last two years. Uh, the prop that I like in this game, over eight plus three combined threes for Clay and Steph at 135, and for Steph, over six and a half assists at, one, at plus 104. I just think that this is a game where, you don't want to see if Ja comes back the next game. He's not going to play this game because he's doubtful. Um, take advantage of what you have. You're at home. Make this another statement game. If something were to happen next game, you you want to try and force it back to Golden State. So I think this is going to be a three-point barrage by the two best shooters in NBA history tonight. Okay. Looking forward to that. And uh, the NHL, actually, the NBA is more NHL than the NHL has been. So four <laughs> games tonight. What are you picking? Any particular game? <laughs> Uh, you know what? This game, I'm riding with Calgary. It's a back and forth between them and Dallas. I kind of knew it was going to be that way. I do like Calgary tonight. I'm taking uh, – and the other game I like is Rangers-Penguins. Did not see that coming on Saturday. I mean, the, the Penguins really, really gave it to them. And even though the Rangers came back, they tied it up 4-4. They couldn't just sustain it. Um, I know they have a different goalie in that tonight for the Rangers. So I'm going to take over six goals at minus one and a half. I just think that they're just going to, you know, ram it down their throat, try and take as much as they were. And I like the over in the Washington game. I mean, Washington, this has been a great series between Washington and Florida. It hasn't gone the way that I thought. I thought Florida would win more. But, uh, you know, look, you, when you have one of the greatest players of all time in, in Ovechkin, this is what you pay him for. You pay him for moments like this to step up and try and seal wins for you in the playoffs. I like it. Real quick, Avalanche going to sweep tonight? You know, I, I don't I don't think they're going to go for I don't think they'll sweep tonight. As much as I think the Avalanche are the best team in the West, I think the Preds at least get one game out of this. I think they get one game, they'll they'll get taken off in five, and, and we'll see for that. And and with this game, the, the best prop that I like is uh, there's going to be a goal within the first 10 minutes. I can't see this game not going off um, within the first 10 minutes of people scoring at minus 174. Mm -hmm. I, I take that tonight. Did you did you see the Canelo uh, Daily text me on Saturday upsets? Okay, and we'll talk about it right now. Did you see Canelo Alvarez at the beat to Dimitri V. He's karaoke in some local bar. Did you see that? You know, I think it's you great. Know what? But what do you think about the fight? Because obviously he was always you know, sing Sinatra. <laughs> uh, you know what? I love the fight. I mean, you know, I give a lot of credit to Canelo Alvarez. Uh, the biggest thing about him is he went up another weight class i mean this guy started off fighting at about 147 and he's trying to fight guys that are 170 you know 170 plus um 
congrats, you know, give him a lot of credit, but Bevo, he took the shots. And I mean, he really fought Olympic style boxing. As I tell people, he didn't try to move in. He didn't try to just go blow to blow with them. He, he was patient. He worked the jab. He moved around. He cut off the ring. You know, that's boxing to me. That's the boxing I love to see. You know, you're, you're not always going to get heavyweight sluggers and, and to watch him work his technique is awesome. And you know what? It goes along the lines of what we saw this week when he said, you know, I understand why people would have taken Canelo, um, but you got to believe in yourself. If I don't believe in myself, nobody else can. And so he was plus 440, plus 400 at a lot of books. Canelo was minus 550 at a lot. I threw some money on Bevel just to see what happened. And I was happy at the end of Saturday night, you know, with the results. But, you know, it, that goes into what he was able to accomplish and even look at what happened with the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Well, you know, I know you got the Kentucky Derby right, didn't you? I mean, how about that finish with Rich Strike making somebody, oh. and not too many people, a Rich Strike? But uh, Hardline, uh, you know, we, the three of us were on, on live the afternoon, three, hour, three or four hours before, maybe longer than that. Um, I mean, I was just astounded. I, I wanted to get you two back on the line because I was like, wow, what a finish. I mean, Rich Strike looked like, a, looked like a mouse running through a maze. I mean, it was unbelievable. What was your thought? I just smell movie rights. I smell movie rights. I see cameos, <laughs> move over, see Biscuit. Like, this is one of those type of stories that you yeah. just can't write. A, a horse that's not in a horse and a jockey that aren't supposed to be there coming into uh, this race, they, they replace someone on Friday. And some books, they're not even on the book as racing. You see them take off from the gate. He's dead last almost in the back. And he's patient. He's just buying his time. He's waiting just like a boxer. He's waiting. He's waiting. He sees his moment and he just takes off. And I mean, you can't write a better story than that. Takes off, beats beats the top two horses that everybody has pinned to win this to win this race and just wins out of nowhere. I mean, what a phenomenal race. The patience, the greatness of the jockey. And, and the greatest thing about the jockey is a lot of times you see the, the jockey, you know, whipping the horse. He's not really whipping the horse. He, he's, he knows his horse. He knows when it's time. And then, he you know, when it's time, they just start kicking. So an amazing weekend of upsets, an amazing race. Uh, you couldn't write this. Honestly, I know we look for triple crown winners out of all this. Who do we think is going to be the next secretariat or, or who's going to win a triple crown? And honestly, this feels much better than even waiting to see for a triple crown. I mean, you just can't write these into this emotion into feelings, honestly. Now, do, do you give him a shot at the triple crown? I mean, you got to, he's a champ. I mean, you got to give him a shot. You got to give mm -hmm. him a shot. I didn't expect, I don't expect it, but you got to give him a shot. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. And that is the Daily Fish Hardline with John Hardison, the Cost of Winning Podcast. You can find him here with us every week. He's also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And Hardline, what's really cool about it is that Fish and I have rubbed off on you because you're seeing things. Do you want to turn them into screenplays now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I, I got a camera. You know, I can try. I'll try to write. I can direct. All I need is about a million dollars and I can make, you know, a micro, a micro budget. We're we'll going to the Oscar Awards. We'll find that for you, buddy. All right. There he is, John Hardison, the Hardline. Hardline, see you next week, buddy. Thanks. Hey, you need a great golf getaway? The Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. Set up an entire trip for yourself, your family, or a bunch of friends. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. You can play there year-round. You should go there now. Man, the weather's just incredible down here. All right. Now it's time for something fishy. Fish. Something smell funny to you? Well, no, I, first of all, I want to, uh, uh, the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. You know, if, if, without you, there's not us. I saw this great meme to start off my segment. We get out. This is the greatest coffee cup I've ever seen in my life. Look at that. <laughs> 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 Thanks for not following me. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, by the way, Heidi, that's a sperm to look at. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, I, I know it's pissing me off. Okay. The geniuses in Las Vegas, maybe Shapiro knows this, about 2000, all the movie theaters decided to put bars in them. There's a bar, there's a movie theater right down from Oasis. I worked at on, on Smoke Ranch and Rainbow. They put, put bars in the movie theaters. The worst thing about going to a movie is have someone talk during the movie because you can't go back, like when you scream it, you can't go back and what they say? No. Okay. So you said, wait, what, 20 years later, this and that? I'm thinking to myself, this is how stupid our society is. Sit in your goddamn seats. What we saw with Will Smith 
And now, you know, we're going to talk about this in the schmuck. People are getting out of their seats and they're attacking people. When Will Smith hit Chris Rock or slapped them, two, two alumni of the show, three, Brad Grumberg, Brad Grumberg, Tony Bissick, and Scott Henry. I texted all of them and they said, they both you said, we're fucked. Okay. And Grumberg's been attacked and Tony's had people go on. It's like we're a copycat society. Why are we so stupid? I'll give you an example. If the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl this year because they signed Russell Wilson and the Rams went all in last year, Broncos going all in this year. Okay. If they do it, why five other teams do it? Okay. Can we think ourselves? And the bottom line is when you buy a ticket to something, sit in your seat. They're there to entertain you. They say something you don't like, you don't have the right to get up and do something about it. So that's what's fishy to me. Yep. I would agree. You know, I, I think everybody wants to be the hero of the story, so they've got to be a part of it. And uh, unfortunately, that's what happens in uh, today's society. But you're right. All right, Fish, still ahead. We have our schmuck of the week, along with who's got the swag and our special guest, Michael Shapiro, who is reckless in Vegas, but in a good way. All right. Time now for Heidi's Hollywood. She is Heidi Holliker, actor and producer who is deep in the entertainment scene with us. She's with us every week. Heidi, welcome back. And you are streaming an old favorite. Tell us. Hey guys, can you see me? Ah, there we go. Well, no, the computer, uh, I, I'm losing power here All every right. once in a while. I hope you're um, Go ahead, we got you. I see you guys great. Uh, I, I don't, um, I don't know if I should touch on the mug or my sixth toe, but let's move right into streaming. <laughs> so, uh, mad about you, mad about you uh, is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you six toes. Well, you're frozen right now. Oh, there you are, Eric. <laughs> you know, we'll talk later, okay? I just, you, yeah. you know, you found it's it attractive. So. Yeah. Mad About You, Amazon Prime. Uh, it is a 90s sitcom with uh, Helen Hunt, Paul Reiser. I watched, well, I watched at the time every single episode and then have watched every single episode again. And uh, it, it, it's a funny Funny show. Our friend, our show friend, Richard Kind, stars in it as well. He's he's amazing. And they did a reboot. Came out two years ago on Spectrum Originals. Mad about you. Now it's eighteen years later, so it's it's pretty fun to watch the same characters in the same apartment, and what their life is right now, being em becoming empty nesters with their kid going off to college. So I, yeah, I, I love the show. You and it holds up. It holds up every episode, seven years. So how do, how do you feel about that? I mean, because, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of reboots in relationships in Hollywood, and mm -hmm. then we're seeing a lot of reboots in, in different shows. Is that Does that make sense either in real life or does it make more sense on the screen? I think it, I think it makes sense all across the board as far as, as far as the shows. That one, that one really works. Some reboots don't work. Uh, as far as relationships, you've got Jennifer Lopez and um, and Ben, um, I was going to say Ben Kingsley, Ben Affleck. Yeah. That would be an interesting relationship. Ben he, would, he would love that. Yeah. Ben, ben Kingsley would go nuts over that. Yeah, there you ben go. Kingsley has, ben Kingsley has six toes. Yes, I, I know that, but I, I can't talk Continue. about it. Anyway. So they're back together 18 years later. People uh, have had relationships. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, Melanie Griffith, uh, Don Johnson had a relationship, broke up. Some years go by, get back together. Does it usually work? Probably not. But it made me think about, well, 18 years ago, 16 years ago, the decisions I made, the decisions you guys made, would you go back and change anything not me we were married yeah not me i was married i've been married for 33 years that's three months of vicky's life johnson married since stone age but other things other things you know? work related other other things have traveled more have traveled less you know maybe took that trip right. and and what i what right. i came up with is Good that point. is that i the the brain the person that we are today we didn't have the obviously the frame of reference so that we wouldn't have made a different decision because we were that person then we were that person 10 years ago we've evolved to be whoever you know hopefully good whoever we are now and i enjoy my life more now than i did 18 years ago hindsight is always 2020 isn't it 
it, it certainly yeah. is. Yeah. Every every lot. Yeah. You know, look, life gets in the way of your plans. John Lennon said that, and it's right. true. The one thing I, I one thing I like about my past and John's past and you too, Heidi, is the fact that we earned everything when we were younger. We didn't. If someone said to you, did when what year was, did Ben Franklin discover electricity? You had to go to a you have to go get an encyclopedia at the library. You can't go on your phone. That's yep. great. But you all earn stuff. You know, kids have it really easy right now. We have a tough time dating. Bullshit. Go on Tinder. Go on all these match.com and stuff like that. Come on. You know, so uh, 16 yeah. years ago, you were dating you were dating 12-year-olds. But John and I were married. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, they were all legal. They were all legal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, by the way, I just did some medical research here. And they say six toes. They, they think that's the sign of Tolio. So be totally, careful. Tolio? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So All right. Well, I'm going to admit it. I don't, I don't have six toes. I just thought. Okay. Fish, fish is going to make you prove it at some point. All right. No All right, problem. Heidi. Thank you. thank you very much. That is Heidi Zaliowicz. Hey. She's with us every week. You can check her out on Facebook and also on Instagram. Okay. Now it is time. Hi, Heidi. For hey, wait. Wait, okay. Uh, my my computer is really messing up. I don't. I don't want to cut her off. So I want to say goodbye to her. <laughs> gotta get the kiss. Oh, you just. Oh, thank you for the kiss. Sorry pull, about that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we're we are having a little technical difficulty here, so just bear with us, folks. All right, time now for our schmuck of the week. Who's been schmucky this week, Fish? Well, I'm, I'm not going to do the icons. They're taking too long. I don't know what's going on. Well, not this guy. This guy's recipient of a shock. Let me get that off. I'm not going to do the icon. Just when you go to swag, just go to swag because this okay. is not happening today. So Paul's I talked about it in Fishy. This guy, Chris Paul, if he ever comes up, look at this This fan. I mean, this guy's playing a ball game in the playoffs, and this idiot and his family attacked his family, put their hands on yeah. his mother, stuff like that. This is nuts. You know, yeah. but, what, are we going to have uh, the play? Are we going to have fences around stadiums that are uh, courts in, in the future? I bet we do, John. We might. We might. Yep. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Let's go see who on the opposite side has got the swag. Who are we toasting this week? By far the best swag I've ever seen. <laughs> if you've had a shitty week, just remember at least you didn't go on the BBC News with your dildo on your book chip. Yvette Amos had no idea. See that in the circle right there? Heidi, that's a dildo. Okay. Not a six toe. How great is that? And they kept the segment going. They kept the fucking segment going. And, sorry. Um, look at that. Look at her face. You know, and 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 she, she's got a producer in her ear saying, "You got a dildo on your bookcase." I don't care. Maybe the queen likes it. Classic. It's Britain. Wait, of wait, course. Name, okay. Yes. Let me see. That's about your size, John. About a three inch. Yeah. Yay! You can use that to hit your his heat shots. Unbelievable. Yeah, you might get some residuals on that one fish. So you should you should check into that afterwards. So. All right, there we go. And that is our swag. All right, let's do our toast of the week. All right, fish, what are we sipping and who are we toasting? I got a mint julep. I want to Rich Strike. I want to toast uh, Hardline, all of the Heidi and Shapiro coming on soon. Healthy, healthy rest of the year, everybody. And when you got an 80 to 1 Whitney Kentucky Derby and you got. British broadcasters, a guy like Daly, that's a broadcaster, did news forever, right? You could never put a dildo on back at Daly. He wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I love oh, it. Exactly. All right. Cheers. Right back at you, buddy. I love Cheers, buddy. it. By the way, how do you make your mint juleps over at uh, over at Chuck's? Well, we don't. I, we don't make mint juleps. I mean, I'm, really? it's not a regular drink. It's bourbon. It's, it's, the best thing about it is the bourbon water. You muddle a little bit of orange, but the best thing about it do you ever, if you have a good heavy syrup, not a regular syrup you put on pancakes, a good syrup yeah. is a good mint, mint julep and mint, good mint flakes. You have to have mint also, and it's very popular to, at the uh, at the Kentucky Derby. One of the interesting things when we were over at uh, Chubby Buddha doing our daily fish hook on Saturday, they made a mint julep for me, and they did a simple syrup, but they muddled mint in it first, made it really simp simple. To there make. you go. It was it was excellent. So think about getting that mint in there with the simple right. syrup. There you go. All righty. The Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shuck's Tavern. In Vegas, great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast. You get a free drink. Do it the next day, a free appetizer. That is Shuck's Tavern. Check out 
Shucks Tavern on Facebook. All right, let's bring on our special guest. His name is Michael Shapiro, who is reckless in Las Vegas. He's not really reckless. He starts a residency at the Sahara next month. You can find out more at his site, recklessinvegas.com. Michael, welcome back to the show. A lot has happened since the last time we had you on here. Give us the skinny about hey, this residency. How are you guys doing today? Um, great. Why do I got to follow? Show, I got to show, show, show this, Michael. I just want to show. I, I found this. This is great. Oh, <laughs> just, uh, look. Isn't that a great? Look, look at Michael. Look at my Sinatra with the two showgirls. I love that. that that's. Are you going to keep that? Are you going to keep that as a thing? That'll oh, yeah. Change of course. It up. Of course. No, 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 no. That's 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 yeah. the thing. But I got to ask you guys, why do I always have to follow Schmuck of the Week and then the dildo on the bookshelf? I mean, come <laughs> on. I, I, very quickly while I was in the wow. little waiting room, and then I went and took all the dildos off the shelves behind me because I don't want to <laughs> be like that, you know. Yeah. Anyway. That's okay. Uh, look, at, look, at, look at Heidi's bookshelf. She probably has, <laughs> I won't say it. There's but when you said Heidi had a six channel, I took my wedding ring off for a second. And then I yeah, put it back exactly. on and said she didn't have that. Yeah. Oh, oh good to see you guys. Good to fill see you, too. Yeah. yeah, fill us in. Oh, fill you in. Okay. Yeah, let's we got a. We, we're starting our residency at, at Sahara Las Vegas in the uh, original Sierra, uh, Sahara uh, Theater Showroom. That's where all you know, Sammy Davis and Bobby Darren and all those guys perform. Um, we're going to be there Thursday and Friday nights in June. We start. We start June sixteenth is our is our media uh, uh, industry party, and then on the twenty third of June, we're going to have a friends and family a free concert for everybody. And then wow. tickets are going to go on sale at the end of next week for our start, which will begin uh, June 30th, July 1st. Will be our first two ticketed shows. So, and that's nice. going to run as long as we can, as long as we can stand it, and they'll stand us. We're in. We're in for a long time. So, we're looking forward. Congrats! To it. Sure are. Thank you. Sure. You know, describe describe Reckless in Las Vegas, the theme of the music, and how it's tied to the past, and how you creatively rock the past. I've seen the show daily. I saw it years ago. It was phenomenal. I never want to correct the hosts, and you both have done it, so I have to correct you because you've done it twice. So it's reckless in Vegas. There's no loss. We've lost the loss, just to clarify. Oh, so I say Las Vegas. I apologize. It's okay. Have, but the website is that, recklessinvegas.com. That's, that's, that's a new theme. I get pissed off. Why wasn't it called the, the Las Vegas Golden Knights? It's Vegas Golden Knights. You don't call the 49ers the Frisco 49ers. That's a new thing. I like that, man. Way to go. You don't say Frisco either, yeah. So it's a it's a yeah. modern twist. It's a modern twist on Vintage Vegas. We've we've created a bunch of original renditions. You know, we're a rock band, so it's got kind of a rock and roll edge to it. Uh, we've got we've got dancers in the show. We've got video montages that are all synchronized with the music. Uh, we do a couple of mashups. We'll take like Jimi Hendrix and mix it up with uh, with with Sammy Davis's Mr. Bojangles. Uh, we'll take a very good year by Frank Sinatra, and we'll use the music of Starship's. Um, what's the song? I can't think of the song. Um, doesn't matter. Those are mashups, and the mashups are are one thing. Uh, Led Zeppelin's "Whole Lot of Love" over "Boots Are Made for Walking" by Nancy Sinatra. But every other oh, arrangement, wow. it, they're original arrangements that we've crafted. They're basically our interpretations of. What would that music be like today? We've kept the lyrics and the melodies true to the original versions to pay homage. But as far as the music goes, we're, we're rocking out. So it's high energy. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we've got a bar on stage. So Ruby gets a little tanked. Everyone's having a good time. We do uh, we do a little bit of Rat Pack humor, but kind of, you know, how, how, how it would be in, the, in this, this day and age. So it's a little more edgy, hence the reckless in Vegas. How do you determine how you're going to combine those, you know, different tunes together? Well, listen, John, you know, I'm a genius, so it just <laughs> happened. Um, you know, it's interesting because it, it really is kind of an inspiration. It's, it's uh, you know, the mashups per se, Dan Shea, our, our producer and partner, he helped with all the arrangements, and he came up with uh, the very good year. It's White Rabbit, by the way, Starship's White Rabbit. That was oh, okay. his idea. Uh, his idea was also the Jimi Hendrix Manic Depression. That was his idea. I came up with the Led Zeppelin whole lot of love uh, underneath Nancy Sinatra's Boots Made for Walking. And I always wanted to do that song, but I didn't have an arrangement for it. So we never did it. And I just waited and waited. And I woke up one morning and I had Led Zeppelin in my head and I heard the down, 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 down. And I, I thought, oh, that's it. And I put them together and it worked perfectly. So 
you know, the other things we we craft them, and it's it took us a year to to put that album, the first album together. So they're really well thought out, and uh, you know, we'll see. With the next inspiration comes, we'll add another one to the repertoire. My, my mother, my mother's favorite duo. My mother's eighty-four years old. God rest, God love her. Her favorite duo was the Everly Brothers. When I heard you do "Dreams," the great song by the Everly Brothers, mm-hmm. and you turned into the rock thing. I got. I'm bringing my mother to your show. One, she's going to try and marry you, and number two. If you do that song, you'll be in the will. Okay. Yeah. Are you still doing that song? Because you got to hear the way he does this, John. It, the, the creativity is amazing. Yeah. All all uh, all I have to do is dream by the Everly Brothers is a duet that I do with Chris Nichols, who who's our who's our bass player. Um, we've been we've been playing in bands together since the late '90s, and we have we're kind of brothers, and so our harmonies work really well, kind of like Everly Brothers. I mean, they're real brothers, but uh, I will. De- you let me know when your mother's there, and we'll dedicate it to her, Fish. You know, I'll do that for you. And if that oh, ensures the will boy. thing, I'm totally in. She sees you, you're in the will, anyways. I'm out. Um, <laughs> you know what? We asked this last time, and you and, and you were on our ninth show. And now we're in our fifties, but you you have a great response to this this question I'm going to ask you, give us your musical influences that inspired you to take up this great craft of the music industry. Yeah. My, my earliest memories of my dad, you know, he was playing air guitar uh, to, you know, all this great music. He had eight, he had 755 eight tracks. And I know because I, I alphabetized them all for him. Uh, but there was always music in the house. And I remember my dad took me to, to a show in 1976 at the Aladdin hotel and and it was Carl. It was Santana, and and I remember being in the audience as a six-year-old kid, you know, passing the joints over my head and everything. And, <laughs> and I remember the feeling that I had watching him play that guitar, and 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 I knew in my heart that that's what I wanted to do. I that's I wanted to to be able to to manipulate an instrument like that. I didn't know anything about electric guitars, and I remember being 11 or 12 years old and really longing to feel the power of an electric guitar through an amplifier. I just always had that in me. And I think I think at the time it was more about the adoration that the crowd felt for him. It was about the love he, he would be being adorned on him. And it wasn't as much about the music for me. As I as I got older, it became more the music. But, you know, Hendrix, I listened to Hendrix albums. My dad had some of the best music, and I just was constantly i'll never forget i was in my bedroom listening to Jimi Hendrix. i think i was about 13 years old and my father opened the door and he looks at me and he goes you should hear that on on lsd <laughs> I'm 13 right it's a little inappropriate but <laughs> bless fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah so he's a, my dad I, 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 I oh your dad's a great your dad's a huge your dad's the biggest aerosmith fan on the planet i mean yeah. I, I, yeah. he's probably you plus Aerosmith twenty times a concert, right? I've seen I've seen Aerosmith Jake? twice. I've seen twice. My, dad, my father my father has seen him probably twenty times. Yeah, yeah. You know, is it fair, Michael, that I compare music of this that, that people compare? Always tell the young kids that work for me. You know, you know, you never knew it was like to listen to music of the '60s and the '70s because they think right now, you know, and, every, and music is everyone's own opinion. I can't tell them what they're listening to now stinks. But I, I think, and you're younger than you're you're younger than John and I. You're younger than John by about 25 years, me by about 10 years. But <laughs> is is it safe to say that is, is am I wrong? Am I am I biased that the music of the 60s and 70s were great, weren't it? Wasn't it? I think every every generation, you know, every decade has had is is given us some pretty amazing gifts. And you know, my niece, uh, Kaylin Shapiro, she's 18 years old, and I gotta say, she's got incredible musical taste, and she listens to a broad range of music. Uh, her her all-time favorite, she's obsessed with Harry Styles. So I'm forced to listen to Harry Styles. And I got to tell you, if I would have just stumbled across Harry Styles on my own, I would be a fan. The, the guy's music is across the board, multiple genres, multiple influences, and really well done. And uh, I think there are a lot of kids today that are discovering vinyl and discovering older music and their appreciation. Now, I don't know what happened to the generation right before this generation that's, that's discovering this stuff. That you know, I, I'm not a big angry music guy. I don't like music that makes me amped up and, and negative. I, anything feels negative to me, I'm out. Uh, I was I was I was into rap when I was when I was in high school, but it was LL Cool J. The rap has gone a different direction now for me. Um, I I like music across all genres, and I like to see people be less tribal, if you will, about their music and be a little more open minded because every genre, yes, even country, yeah, there's great there's great songs. 
in every genre and if we can just open our hearts and our minds up to it we're going to discover some really amazing little treasures you know you know i agree with you 100 one of the uh guests we had on the show was damon johnson who uh, played guitar with thin lizzy also oh, yeah. with alice cooper uh, a yeah. great guy and uh, we were at one of uh, the it was uh, rocking on the runway a concert a charity uh, concert and golf tournament and what was fascinating was is they brought in about seven or eight of the different musicians uh, that were from different groups and um, Damon ended up playing with Chicago uh, with wow. some of the Chicago guys and they did 25 or six to four mm. and I got to tell you that place was mesmerized and I asked him the next day I interviewed him and I said not only was the place rocking I said did yeah. you feel it he goes John he says it was like when I had uh, been in a in a rock concert when I was in junior high it was the exact same thing do you still get that every time you get out there? You know, right now I'm having to do all the business stuff, right? Uh, so it's 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 I'm not I don't I don't enjoy the business side of this deal, producing and and uh, promoting the self promotion drives me crazy. You know, it's show business, it's not tell business, and I find myself telling people a lot about what it is, and I want to show you. And my, the gift for me is when I walk out on stage. And I deal with a lot of performance anxiety before I go out, and I always have, and I hope that never goes away because. It's it's a high level of excitement and adrenaline, and I, I'm you know I'm a former cocaine addict. I like that intensity and that high, but as soon as I play that first note, and I start to sit in it, it's it is so when the band's on and you find that groove and that chemistry's going on, um, there's nothing like it in the world. And I've had the opportunity to travel all over, all over the world playing music from being in a full band. Uh, to acoustic. I've walked out with an acoustic guitar in front of five, 6,000 people and it's scary. But when the music starts and the connection happens, I don't, I just, I, I don't know anything else in the world that I'd ever rather, rather do. And, and, and I've been doing this now, you know, I started playing in a band at 16. I'm 51 now. And it's as in, my passion is as intense today as it was when I first had the dream. So you know, I, I wish that any everybody on the planet could find a passion like this and it could fill them up. Because for me, yeah, it's the same as it was before. Yeah. That's fantastic. I want to do a little roundtable here because you're going back to the past. And uh, you go first, Daly, then Shapiro, then, then myself. Name okay. your favorite concert you've ever been to. So my favorite concert, ooh, that's a good one. I would say... Um, the Temptations at the um, at the Riviera in 1992 it was one of the last times the original Temptations were together. Hmm. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, I, I'm going to go. Actually, Mike. somewhat recently, uh, I went with my dad to see Aerosmith at uh, at Park, and to see my father, just to watch my father rocking out. It, it was <laughs> one of my favorite. <laughs> How old is your dad? I'm my dad is 71. That's great. That's great. Wow. We got fish. Oh, 71. Well, my favorite, my favorite concert, I went in 1978 at the Forum, and I saw Earth, Wind, and Fire. And they mm. played for three hours, and no one sat. And he brings out, the guess who the band that opened for him was? Who? Cool in the Gang. Cool in the Gang, Earth, wow. Wind, and Fire for four hours. You never sat. It was the greatest. I mean, Wow. Uh, they don't have those bands, those those, those 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 ensemble bands like Earth, Wind, and Fire with all the cellos and the horns. It was great. I, I loved it. It was, it was fantastic. Before we go any further, uh, Mike, can you explain to them something that uh, can you explain them what this is? <laughs> well, it reminds me of those, those real short cars that I used to do in therapy, and I would say vagina or butt, but baby vagina, which is right. not appropriate. But <laughs> or it's a, I guess it could be a peach, yeah. Yeah, it's each. When we had a little, little inside joke, when we had Mike on a time a year ago, you know, we had a meme, we had a, we had a, we had a set about memes, and John was just, he's so conservative, and this group young girl comes on and goes, what kind of meme is this? He holds a peach up. And, and he comes, and I said, it's a pass. He comes on, the first thing he says when he comes on Shapiro is, John, it's okay to go on a podcast and say that a peach looks like an ass, and I lost it. I was I was laughing so hard I couldn't do the rest of the segment. So I, I, I had to just get the interview, John. It's a year later, Michael, and the education that John Daly continues. Happy to contribute. So you talk about you, you talk about the, that you have to put this whole thing together. Um, that's got to be rough on you. I mean, you, you you your whole thing is creativity and playing. Now you got the business side of it. Is it overwhelming? 
it, it, it can be, depends on how I, how I, how I react to it, right? I would rather be in a, a responsive level, like I'm responding to things as opposed to react, but it is a practice. There is an art in business, you know, and how you handle and, and develop relationships. I'm not going to say it's all on me. I've got an amazing team around me, um, even within the band itself. But right now, I, I'm, I'm not even focusing on the performance yet. I'm just focusing setting up the business side of it. And um, it, it is hard. It, it's it's hard because I just want to play. I just want to play music, you know. And I I don't really want to do all this, but but uh, I have yet to find someone. My dream is like somebody's going to come along and say, see how talented I am or, or I'm not, or, and say, hey, let me help you. I see what it is. Let me help you. And I've certainly had that over my career. Um, but you know, original music is really hard, and I've done a lot of that. This thing is a you know, it's a Vegas show. It was part of my original vision on when I when we started this idea. Um, I'm I'm trying to love it. I'm trying to just be grateful in all of it, even the challenging parts, you know. And um, and then also taking a day. Uh, don't don't burn out. Don't work seven days a week, you know. Take take Sunday and just do nothing, you know. And and it's and my wife has been really good about that. She she has me shut it down, and I think that that's a balance. You know, listen. I started a business in the '90s here in Vegas, and I've always been kind of an entrepreneur and. And I have that ambition and that drive. I, do I love it? No, you know, it's it's not my favorite thing to do. But it seems like it's a necessary evil, if you will, in 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 our society and, and how you. I want I want to share this music with as many people as possible. In order to do that, we need a platform to to to, to you know perform it. And uh, nobody's come around and said, "Hey, let me develop you and let me put the money in and let me you know show you. Well, I'll do it all for you." It just it, it never it didn't happen that way. It wasn't in the cards for me. I don't know why. Well, it still could happen. Let me, let, me about, let me ask you about the uh, about the residency because you know a res residency in Vegas is, I mean that's something that you know wow most people kind of because it seems like oh wow it's kind of easy. Um, one is it easy? Two can you get complacent? Three after a while do you want to be hey I want to head out on the road and do something else? What's what what's what's the thought behind that? Because there's so many people who see residencies here in Vegas. Yeah, I thought I thought it was easy. You know, when I came up with the idea, the original vision, I thought um, we, we started playing in the Bay Area. And Seth Shore, who is uh, involved in the downtown Grand, he owns Fifth Street Gaming. Um, he saw us play in San Jose and he, he brought us here to do a five weekend residency. And they paid for everything. They gave us a guarantee. They put us up in hotel rooms. They put they did billboards and marketing everywhere. And it was like, oh, this is cool. And so I moved back to Vegas in 2015 as a result of that experience. When I got back here. Um, you know, we were the new kid in town, so it was easy to kind of doors were kind of opening. But let's face it, I moved back in 2015. Uh, we did have a deal with Caesars uh, at, at Link. They were building a room for us right before COVID, so we were able to get that deal. And that that was in uh, that was 20 that was we were supposed to open April of 2020. But that's still think about that. That's five years it took to get that deal. And now here we are now in 2022. I got another one, but I've been working on this since December of last year. So here, you know, we're, we're, we're coming up on, we're in May now. So it takes, it takes time. And I think that with art and music, what's most important is not the end result. Not sure we have goals, but we have ambitions, but we, we have to be careful. I have to be careful not to let that ambition uh, rob me of the gratitude of what I, where I am today with it. So stay ambitious, but stay balanced because um, we, listen, I may never, I never may never make it on a residency stage in Las Vegas. I may never get that record deal, but as long as I'm doing what I love, I've succeeded. And and that's really what the focus is. Um, as hard as it is, and if it never happened, well, the one thing I wanted to be sure about is I don't want to be, you know, 65, 70, you know, 100 your age, uh, John. You know, I know I don't ever want to be that age and look back and go, I wonder what would have happened if I would have went for it, right? And Absolutely. so. I don't want, I want to be able to sing the Sinatra line, you know, regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I want to be able to sing that line and mean it. And, and that's what this is for me. But yeah, if it was easy, everybody would have them. And, and it, it is really a challenge. And it's a challenge once you get the residency. You know, how do we, you know, Reckless in Vegas is not a marquee value name. We're not Sting, right? We're not some of these other acts. And how do we get tourists to, to, to buy tickets? our show it's a whole nother side of it that is really really hard the grind is just now really beginning once we get open so we're doing things like for the local market which is very important to us sahara has been re renovated it is beautiful the alex morello has 
put hundred couple hundred million into the property. I mean, it is really something. It's vintage Vegas again, but it's modern. Um, they have free parking. They've got great restaurants. Eddie Griffin is in there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the same room that we're at. We are on Thursday and Friday. You got Magic Mike upstairs, which wow. is a great show. Um, the restaurants are fantastic. They're really now moving on it. So what I wanted to do is how can we give to the locals to get the locals stimulated? So my dog is freaking out back here. Hey, knock it off. That's all right. Well, you know why he's freaking out? Because you said free parking. Free parking. Everybody is just so amazed yeah. at that. It's so funny because I've, I've been a little removed from there for, you know, five, six, seven years or so. And when I heard that there was no more free parking, I was like, the whole place is going to go downhill. There's free yeah. parking. Yeah. Sahara. Sahara I, I know the reason. What, what's that? What's the reason? Well, I know the reason why you're not successful. Because you haven't marketed the fact that you have six toes on each goddamn foot. <laughs> you walked out there on stage. Heidi would, would 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 marry you and buy out your gut and, and give you a, a record deal with Capitol Records. All right, you got to market that stuff, buddy. You know, you know what Pete looks like an ass. You got to market your digits, okay? You hit your bulldoze. You are so extremely talented. I got a man crush on you, Michael. I'm I'm safe in my skin to say that. Market you your too. digits. Yeah, I love you too. You know, we're we're bringing in, we're bringing in special guests uh, every month. We're going to have a special featured guest. The first month in June is a surprise guest. We're not going to tell anybody, but in July we have Kelly Clinton Holmes going to join us for the whole yep. month. Uh, in in August we have Ann Martinez. Um, in September we have uh, Nikki Scalera. And um, what's after in October? We have Kelly Vaughn. So every month will be somebody new. And also, you were talking about Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, in Chicago, and you know, you're you're the guys like Horns. One one night a month, we're going to do Come Get Horny with Reckless and Vegas night. We're going to have a three piece horn join us. So I think you'll like, like the horns. That. Yeah, I like that definitely. Super. So all the all things right. to stimulate the local market and keep it going. Beautiful. Yeah, you're, you're going to do great. Go. Oh, I want to, John. Before we go, I want to show. I want to show the uh, icon again. It's great about reckless in Vegas. Show Michael and I love that. I just love that shot of you, man. You just, uh, you know, uh, I like the showgirls better, but um, it's great. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm very proud of you, buddy. Thank you, great sir. job. Great job. He is Michael Shapiro. He heads up Reckless in Vegas. Go to Reckless in Vegas. No LAS in there. Recklessinvegas.com. He's going to be at the residency at Sahara starting in June. Michael, again, congratulations. Thank you so much for being with us again, buddy. We love it. Thanks, John. Thank you, Fish. All right. And coming up, Fish and I are going to wrap things up. We're going to give you a sneak peek at next week as well. But first, we want to tell you about Hope for the Warriors. Check out Hope for the Warriors. They have a big celebrity golf event coming up August 27th, 29th. It'll be in Wallace, North Carolina, near Wilmington. And Fish, we are planning on being there. Hope for the Warrior works with our military warriors who were wounded. They get them healthy, so they're part of their families and their community. It's a great charity and a great event. And you're going to see us there. That is hopeforthewarriors.org. And before we bring back Heidi and Hardline, we just want to tell you all thanks for being with us. Remember, Daily Fish is live from Vegas and Myrtle Beach on Mondays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We're on Facebook at daily.fish.5, plus the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel in Myrtle Beach, Grand Strand Life. That is on Facebook. Catch us on YouTube and Wingding TV. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Write to us at Daily Fish, the number one, dailyfish1 at gmail.com. And uh, wow, that was an interesting one. And you, how many references to six toes did we get in there? <laughs> a few. I love it. I, 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 I'm, a sick, I'm a sick bastard, but I'll tell you one thing. This is this is a travesty. This kid is so talented. He's a great guy, great family. And sometimes we see that, you know. And 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 he's he's. I think Heidi, you, you get it being an actress, and you, and you, and and I think what he said that was so poignant was he enjoys what he's doing. But he's 51 years old. He's not getting out there looking for that dream, you know. Oh, I'm gonna get signed. I, I still enjoy doing that. When he said he gets out there between five to six thousand people with an acoustic guitar, and that yeah. that that energy goes through the body. You know, you, you got to love that. Yeah. And, and I love and I completely relate to the process of producing because it's it's I've been on a project for three years that I've co-created with Reed Shelley, uh, our, our friend from high school. And it's I love the process. I, I love the business aspect of it. So I love the creating of it, the writing of it. But I love all of that. And you ha you you have to embrace all of it. 
Very good. How are you doing, sure. Hardline? You're right. Yeah. Hardline says I have a third nipple. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's you. I mean, you you told me that last week. You know, you had you took those couple shots at Shucks, and you know, <laughs> you're like, I got a secret. I said I don't want to know. You said I got a third nipple. I, I, you know what, Hardline? I'm taking you. I'm taking you and your wife to Shapiro's show. All right, the four of us will get together. We'll dig it, man. You're, you're gonna love. It's now, what is, what is the date of that show? That's what June fifteenth. Did he say? I think June, I think June twenty thirty. So I'll get with them. Is the, is the open? I'll, I'll go with the free one. You know, I gotta I gotta play that card. But uh, hey, the free one's on me, hardest. So don't worry about it. But we're gonna, we're gonna promote that. I'll, I'll promote that more with him yep. as far as. But June twenty thirty is, is, is like the VIP thing. Yeah, and you know what? Fish, yeah, he's always. I wanted to say he's uh, he's I want to say, Fish, you know, what? thank you for covering that Chris Paul story. I mean, that that was something that needed to be covered. I mean, I just I felt bad. Oh, My heart horrible. went out to that guy and his whole family, especially on Mother's Day. I mean, what a crappy time for that to happen. How do you get yeah. out of your seats? Heidi, we know so many people that perform on stage. Imagine doing a how about this daily? How about you doing a play? I'm Broadway doing a play now, or you're doing an equity waiver with 99 seats. It's going to happen. Someone's going to go. I mean, everyone, it's nuts what's going on. You're going to start seeing, you're going to see, you're going to see barriers between the fans and, and the talent. I'm, I guarantee you. It's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. Well, no doubt about that. Heidi, what do you got uh, your shows back there? <laughs> <laughs> what's your shows back there, Heidi? I don't see looking at my shelves. Make myself good You know what, guys? Do you do you agree, Daily? Because you're you're in the business. I'll ask Daily this. You guys chime in. Only the English get away with that kind of stuff. If that happened on American TV, that'd be oh my god. You know, the right the right wing, the far right would be oh my god. Jesus, what? How can you do that? It's a it's 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 not Christian. You know, let me tell you something. What is Everything about that is Christian. <laughs> well, I can imagine what the Queen said when she saw that. Let's just say next week there's going to be nothing on my shelves. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on. I can't. I can't say you were the stand, you, you you were the stand-in for that model dildo because it was it was too white in color. But it looks like Shapiro. He's been around. So, You're yeah. so bad. Uh, no, I, 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 I'm not bad. I'm sorry about. I, I'm a. I'm sick. I need help. I'm no. You're my friends. We're going on a national podcast. I. What, if, if, what let me tell you something. If a national, Hardison, you know Tony Kornheiser. If a national correspondent ESPN says he has a crush on a talent there because she has six toes, my mind starts going. One, it's like you know. Does she have Vulcan ears? You know, you start like looking that. up pictures. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, the, the internet was the worst thing that could ever happen to me. <laughs> I, I think so. But no, but no. Hey, you, you want this? You want this? You want your to succeed? You want people like that because they've been working at it so long. Yeah, so he, he is a success. Just because it's not commercial yet doesn't mean shit. You know, yep. he's a success because yep. he's talented and he keeps going at it and he yep. entertains people. It's all that matters. You know what? You know what makes me a great bartender is I'm full of shit, but I entertain people. <laughs> you yeah, you got to keep one at it. Oh, yeah, I fought up all the Hardison's women. Just, just keep the drinks coming, fish. Just get there. You go. There you go. <laughs> drinks in the fish. That's all you need. Hey, so next week we're going to have Randy Roush on. Randy Roush was a former uh, weathercaster here in Las Vegas. He's moved on. He was in. He was in Phoenix. He was in Orlando. He's created his own business where he actually um, uh, he trains people to be on television and to be newscasters, sportscasters, stuff like that. So he's got stories about Vegas. Uh, he's also got he was also one of the more entertaining weathercasters. He would go out and do live shots. He would do he'd be skiing, telling you the telling you the weather. He was really uh, innovative that way. But what was interesting, you know, and he said, yeah, I'd love to be on the show. And I said, Hey, I said, we got one of the top acts in Vegas and Michael Shapiro. And he goes, wow, how'd you get him? So he was actually really impressed that we actually got Michael. So, uh, uh, so that was, uh, that was another good sign. Uh, well, tell, tell him to go to the show. <laughs> well, he lives in Orlando, so it'd be kind of hard for him to go until then. Hopefully Michael will have some appearances. Yeah. yeah. He'll have some, he'll have some appearances there. So, and we're lining up some, uh, some other people. We got Gary Mule Deer coming on in June. Uh, he's going to be on the show. He's actually broken the record for the most appearances at the Grand Old Opry 
in Nashville. So he's, oh. uh, he's agreed to come on. So we're going to have him on and got a lot of other people that are real interested. So uh, we're just going to keep him coming. That's how good it is. Hey, and guess what, Fish? We're almost done. So I'm going to say good night to you guys. Thank you. Love you all. Great show. Way to knock them dead. Way to do it. We'll see you next week. Well, right, wait. Uh, wait, on June June 27th, we have a woman that's walked the streets of Las Vegas as a hooker for 27 years coming on. Tell her stories. Wow. So, really? Shows a lot a lot of, you know what, a lot of dildos. Yeah, yeah. John knows it. I can't oh, compete I with that. <laughs>